<laughs> well, good evening, Dennis. We meet oh. again. Are you? Yes, we do. Here we are once again. We are once again. Together again. What hour is it, Dennis? It's happy hour. Is it happy and hour? We have to clink our glass to the mic. Bam. Ow. Man, that's right in someone's ear, man. So this is St. James Wild Amber from Pawpaw, Michigan. And uh, at some point, I need to read you the label. You guys have the weirdest names in, in extraordinary. Michigan. It's you know, extraordinary. Pawpaw, Kalamazoo, Timbuktu. What's going on up there, huh? man? Well, it's just, you know, who knows? It's just something in the water. Pawpaw Brewing Company, PBB. We make it. You drink it. Everybody's happy. <laughs> it's just that and, simple. And then... Down in yellow highlight, it says, your journey begins with a single sip. Well. And then and then down below but there. But how does it end? There's a man, a computer-generated man carrying a backpack, of uh, a keg of beer, is saying, take a walk on the mild side. It's mild amber. Here, look at the, the guy. I get it on the mild side. And then there's another message somewhere. Oh, here it is. This is the best one. The path of the righteous beer is beset on all sides. Yes. By beers that are, frankly, less righteous. Nice. And then, of course, you go back and it says, you drink it, we make it, everybody's happy. And you're thinking, yeah, because you read all the stuff. It's like a St. James Mild Amber. It's like a little novella. That's some good, uh, some good marketing copy. It's great stuff. It's good beer, too. I mean, it's good. I've well, not drinking anything other than amber lately. <clears throat> I'm going to look up an image of that label and put it in our show notes. At, That's great. At happyhour.fm slash 011, because this is episode 11. We've taken it up to 11. <laughs> Do you know what they, who, how to say St. James in Spanish? Uh... Amigo Hiame. Close. It's, have you ever heard of the name Santiago? Yes. That, it's turns James. out, is St. James, because somehow James went to mm, Miami, went to Iago, uh, became oh. uh, Santiago. It might have been his name before he changed it to James, because it was too Spanish-sounding, and he was in a place where they didn't like Spaniards. Right. So he changed it to James. Well, and and Santiago is really important in Spain because uh, at some point in like thirteen hundred something, uh, even though this is, I think it's still the same Saint James that was around when when Jesus was around. Like he came back from the dead and like killed a whole bunch, whole bunch of Moors to defend Spain or something. So he's like this this hero in in Spain. It's uh wow. it's pretty pretty weird all the uh, saint worship. That we have here, but well, that's yeah, an aside. It's, it's it's worldwide, actually, with the Catholic Church, right? Of course. I grew up Catholic. I was a uh, altar boy. I was a uh, later. I was a reader, and uh, as an altar boy, um, I got in uh, trouble. Because when I was, uh, let's see, I was in grade school. No, I was still an altar boy when I was a freshman. And no, I was I was in eighth grade, and I wrote and published an article for um, U.S. Catholic magazine. And when they notified me it had been published, 
I was jubilant and told my parents, and I had written this thing about baptism. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't read it. You know, I think I gave it to, probably gave it to them or whatever. And that uh, mass, the visiting priest, Father Rosello, who was one of my high school, was going to be one of my high school teachers, during the sermon in front of the whole congregation, he asked to see me after mass, which is not just unusual. I've been I've been going to mass six days a week my entire life. Wow. Up till this point. And I never had heard anybody called out. And it couldn't be good. So I go in the sacristy where the priest puts on his robes and his wine and stuff is stored. And uh, he started punching me in the arm like a machine gun. Bam, 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 bam. Not, you know, hurting me terribly, but punching me enough that I put back me up against the wall. And how blasphemous that I published this thing about baptism because in it I called for baptism being delayed for 12 years until the <laughs> child had, had been educated in all think? religions right. and could choose. <laughs> and the magazine, unbeknownst to me, published it and wrote in the in the precept. I would, it would be great if you could find this. I was, this was a long time ago. But it said in the precept that it was like, this is an example of why Catholic education is failing <laughs> in our Catholic schools because this miscreant, right till you read this, from a sinner, and they published the name of the, this, I don't know, this miscreant, and I got in all sorts of trouble. This miscreant had the gall to question, to right, to suggest that maybe we allow people to choose their own religion rather than force it down their throats when they're babies. Well, yeah, although that's a bit over the top for what we do, it's the baptism ceremony is actually pretty wonderful, except for the baby, who of course is thinking that at the tender age of so many weeks, he or she are actually being brought into a public display where they will be drowned in front of everyone. <laughs> exactly. The water is poured, the baby chokes, the baby cries, and everyone is, oh, but the baby's like, what the fuck? What? What? What's going now? on? Well, I mean... Hopefully you would have bathed the baby before, but just not in public. It's the public aspect that's... But not pouring water over a forehead. Let's say that the the, the the person who's holding the baby, the mother and the father hold the baby together. Let's say that just before they pour the water on the forehead, the baby's head is no longer quite enough kind of upside down for the water to run off mm-hmm. the back of the head, but there's a forward motion. The baby's head rises, the water pours on the forehead, down the eyes, in the nose. The baby squelches, sucks the water up his or her nose, Burst into tears, snot running everywhere, and everyone goes, "Oh, oh!" But oh, now she's you've been waterboarded. <laughs> Water baptism. Well, let's think about this. You put the hey, towel over the baby's nose and mouth. We could make money off this. What do those babies know? We don't know what they know. You know why we don't know? Because we never we never tor- them. torture them enough well, to, for them no, to talk. No. Well, and you remember about getting tears from babies these you don't want to sell these would be tragic but no. no i'm not suggesting that at all i'm just saying that we can make money off it somewhere we ought to think about that no but that's a that's a um something that's they've sort of quieted down now because 
religion is feels like it's no longer in politics at, like it was when George W. Bush was in office, where everything was all, I mean, there's still a bunch of, you know, anti-abortion stuff, but that's very religious-based. But when Bush was in office, it was very, I'm making policy because God is telling me how to do it. And well, now we haven't quite that clear. Well, it, okay. But anyway, uh, and of course, now we have a, a monkey who's just repeating whatever he sees on TV. What did you call him? But God, we made He's it. Not a monkey. We made it two whole shows without we're He's saying that word. He's we, an orangutan. Remember three shows ago, the show title was "Enough with the fucking monkey stories," and then we made it two whole shows without talking about monkeys. And I just I, just, I slipped up. I apologize. Um, but Why, a band or something? Yeah. Well, I mean, we've the, the we can talk, we can go back to monkey stories now. We just we're on a hiatus, um, a uh, a simian hiatus. Did one of our two listeners complain? Well, did your father complain? That's probably what happened. No, I haven't heard any complaints. But uh, hold on, let me back, get back to where I was where I was going. Some of the back when Bush was in office, and we had this um, what they were they were called militant atheists. These uh, Richard Dawkins and those t- type of people, uh, Christopher Hitchens, uh, and one of their one of. Dawkins's uh, points that he made some documentaries and stuff was how awkward it is to say this is a Jewish baby or this is a Christian baby or this is a Muslim baby, whereas we don't say this is a Democrat baby and this is a Republican baby and this is a, 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 a communist baby because for those for politics we understand that the child should grow up a little bit and learn to think and form their own opinions. But for religions, it's uh-huh. you are labeled as a as before you know right. uh, Adam from Eve, Edit. not to make a great pun in here, but uh, that you can, uh, that we, we, we label people. And of course, 98% of people are the religion of their parents, which doesn't imply that we're doing a whole lot of critical thinking on what our... Uh, on what religion we should choose. Well, unless I, and I pulled that number out of my ass. But. of the public thinks their fathers, their parents were right. They're not, you know, they're not like they're a bunch of monkeys. <laughs> I mean, who knows Ooh. what monkeys believe in? You know? Oh, well, I do. I oh. do. I've had I had sessions with uh, small groups and larger groups where where the. the in this case, the spider monkeys, where they... It was like an AA meeting. Was there a shrine? Were, huh? Was there a shrine? Was there a sacrifice or something? No, no. <laughs> There's nothing violent about it. You seem to tend toward the violent intonation. It's been a couple of shows now. In the last, I think it was the last one. You Look, all, you, of, all the major religions have, like, have violence as a... As a, yeah, as a key we're piece. Trying to change the subject. We're talking about you here, not the religion. You're not doing it because of your religion, are you? That you're tending toward violence? Uh, well, I don't know. Well, well, maybe you should think about it. Maybe you should go to church and think about well, it. Well, I'm not tending to the church of your parents. I was supposing heathen. I, I'm not tending towards towards uh, towards violence. I was I was maybe projecting that the monkeys might have been, you know, no. needing to sacrifice to the monkey god. Do, that's because that's what you want them to do because you're prone toward violence. Are, are the monkeys? I don't know. Are the monkeys monotheistic? No, no. There's the monkey god of uh, bananas. Because, there's the monkey god of cold water. There's the monkey god of volcanic ash. Right. They all look different. Volcanic ash, if it's heated properly, becomes a nice uh, little topping over their uh, Sundays that they. 
it's banana Sundays are big. So they'll, they'll, they'll do anything for banana Sunday, but. Hey, remember when we were talking about the God Vesuvio? Vesuvio. Uh, no. We well I've, the names we we did once Vesuvio but, but I when I was in when I was in Paris there was a there was a a cafe Vesuvio that I took a uh, picture of because I wanted to send so, it well you did but I didn't me, I, but I'll tell you what didn't follow through what a great name to name a child Vesuvio oh my God Vesuvio clean up your room Vesuvio is you know what grade are they in first grade right and they go around the room and they say so. What's your name? What's your first name? And he says, but by then he knows how to say it. So he says, Vasulio. Right. And so the teacher's like, well, my, that's rather, uh, you know, a powerful way to pronounce your name. Mm -hmm. And the, the kid repeats it. Vasulio. You will call me Vasulio. <laughs> yes, that's what happens. Right. Is that because it's not just the sound of the name, it's the character of the name. The child in first grade talks just like you did and says, that is how you will speak to me and on and on. So right. the name, the name suits. Right. Yeah. Could Ves be a woman. Vesuvio. You Vesuvia. Didn't, you didn't do your homework. Vesuvia. Vesuvio doesn't do homework. Well, <laughs> well I don't know. Maybe a little stronger than that. <laughs> I spit on homework. Exactly. Necessary fodder for weak minds. And weak teachers who can't seem to get their lessons affixed with a time frame given to them. My children's school, uh, it, homework is prohibited. The principal has read some articles and seen some TED Talks and uh, has concluded that homework in elementary school is too that it's detrimental. The children should be playing just all the fucking time playing. Who needs to learn? Uh, but so maybe like there's some evidence that that's a, a reasonable thing. Like uh, there's a, there's a Michael Moore documentary where they, where he went to, where he was like, um, I, f I forget the name. I'll look it up for the, for the show notes it, where he was looking at other foreign countries and seeing what, what do they do better than America? Yeah, right, right, right. And and he went to fin he went to Finland and yes. in Finland they were they were like, No, we don't give homework. We let the children out to play and climb trees and and, and get hurt however they uh, however they do and we don't start doing really academic homework until they're, you know, thirteen or something. Yeah. Uh, and and then and you think, Well that's crazy, but then Finland has the highest test scores of high school students and you're like, Well, shit, I yeah. can't I guess we can't uh, I guess maybe you know, having kids be super worried about grades when they're in the third grade sure. uh, isn't the right way to go. But. Work the body, grow the mind. Work the body, grow the mind. Does your phone have a silence mode? Are you going to edit all this out? I'm going to edit that the part where I'm telling you to shut your fucking phone up. Well, I forgot. I thought you might be calling me. I don't know. Well, hey, Dennis. See, I'm calling you. Sorry. Okay. You're forgiven this time. Okay, rag muffin. I see your forehead healed nicely. The skin's barely, uh, it's red and peeling, but otherwise. Thank you. Thank you. I can, 
I'm saving it to peel off in one big piece, like a like an yeah. onion. Yeah, you know what you do with that? You put it on your face and you act like you're Hannibal Lecter and trying to escape from somewhere and let your violent tendencies take over. You know the rest of the story. But skin like that is useful for escapes. Well, Save it. Or what if what if it was just, if I, you know, I peeled it off, but then I sort of put it back on and then like a cartoon character, if I needed to get out some, of somewhere really quickly, I could uh, just run and my skin would sort of stay behind briefly before fluttering to the ground. That uh, would work. It's like, that would work. Or... Or I could pretend to be an insect, and I could be, uh, I'm molting. Uh, uh, Do insects molt, or are yeah. we talking uh, like uh, anacra? Insects. Uh, spiders. I, I don't know about arachn- arachnids. Uh, well, I know what certainly molts are um, like lobsters and, and those sort of critters. Well, that's a crustacean. Yeah, that's true. So Very good. Cert- certainly not an insect. If no. a lobster were an insect, we'd be fucked because they're so big. Yeah, but right? ha- have you ever looked at a lobster? You're basically eating a, a big insect. But no, there are insects that molt. I know because they they leave their their skins, Casing. their casings around on my walls, and I have to go and uh, clean them <coughs> off. So, because you sunburn so much, why don't we do an experiment where you? Figure out, research what lotion you need to accelerate this process, and you rub that all over your body, and you go to the beach with a, uh, a, a blanket and a sheet, mm-hmm. a nice linen sheet, and you lay naked, and we, you, we, mostly you, but we, mm-hmm. create an entire body casing of skin that if we slice it off one side right. and pull it off, and you climb out of it, right. Then, what can we do with that? We could, we could, we could sell it. But we could, we could. Hey, one layer, one layer of ant skin. I know. By then, we'll have so many listeners. So we'll say, you can be Eric, right? And you can wear we, Eric's skin. No, you can be in his skin. How close do you want to be with Eric? Really close. You can be in his skin. And so, say go. They get in it, and they also have some kind of lotion or something. I, I would hope you would lubricate before putting me on, so to speak. Right. <laughs> Too many images flood in my mind, but there you are. Then the you climb in the casing, and they take on your continents, and they can get up, and it lasts for I don't know until it falls off. Probably what to stay out of the heat. Right. Just go to cool. That would be the requirement. You gotta. If you want it to prolong, you got to hang out in a cooler. Right. So you set up a cooler where they invite their friends, uh-huh. and then they can act like you. And that sounds like they, fun. They could do a podcast. Well, God, what would they pay? Ten, twelve thousand dollars? Oh, I know. Well, this is a this is our our. <laughs> this can be a goal for our Patreon. Whoever gives us ten thousand dollars in our Patreon. It gets yes. Yeah, it's, it's patreon.com slash happy hour, I believe it is. Uh, you go there, you make the biggest donation, and I will give you one layer of my skin. Because uh, entire casing. Okay. Ca- yeah, I mean entire casing of all, ready the for whole occupation. Skin. Right. That's skin for yeah. Entire casing awaiting integration or mm-hmm. awaiting assimilation. Yeah. Assimilation or copacetic communication. Bonding, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, we could make it permanent for more money. And before they get in the casing, put in that 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 uh, that all-purpose glue, right? Goop, goop glue, so they, or maybe don't tell them. 
and then charge them to take it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of money. You'd like to be de-ericked? Well, too bad. It's going to cost hey, you a lot of money. And you know what? It'll be in the contract they sign. And you know what? They won't read it. No, of course. And and there we have them. But I mean, yeah. but I mean, looking and acting like me, I mean, you're going to make a lot of money. So. What if they? Uh, what if some of your tendencies uh, become super apparent in them? Like, let's just say your 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 violent tendencies. What if? When they put on the casing, they become murderous. And what if all the crimes they commit have my fingerprints? Yeah. It will. Well, that's not that's not good. I think we should roll this back. Uh, I don't. Well, burn them off. Okay. Melt them, or give them somebody else's fingerprints. So because you know, set somebody up right from the start. Yeah, but this get is them, get them to fill out a form of the person they'd most like to see incarcerated for the rest of their life, and then get that person's fingerprints and put those fingerprints on. And so when Eric. One, I mean, how many will there be? 40, 45, 46. You know, E1, E2, E3. Am, am I Eric Zero? You're, yeah, your your base point, ground zero. Yeah. To, so is this not have, is this not the plot of the movie Face Off? Oh, Nicholas Cage and John Travolta. Oh my God! Oh what a my. ridiculous plot for a movie. Oh, it was a great movie. It was great. The special effects that, were fabulous. That John Woo, I think. Uh, Love yeah. those guys. I, I see it again. I see it again. That's funny. Yeah. Face off. John Travolta. What a career. Face on, face off. <laughs> like I said, put the wax on, take the wax off. I was a little off. Eric on, Eric off. Whoa. Eric on, Eric off. Oh. Yeah. So, but I think you're going to have to start using some of your air time to describe what, <laughs> what it's like being inside why, the skin why it's so fucking great being you right <laughs> so that people are like oh man and I think you should describe your dance nights oh right? They, right? many they are my my son came into the office into my office today and said uh, hey I've got a I've got a riddle for you my son is six years old, and so I was intrigued. And the riddle goes like this. Let's see if you can solve it, Dennis. Uh, there's, a, there's a guy that, that is dead. There's a dead body. And then uh, Sophia comes into the room, and she screams. And then another guy comes into the room. We'll call him Dennis. Uh, and Dennis turns on the light. Who killed the guy? Dun dun dun. Of the two? Sure. Of the two. <laughs> that, 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 that's what I said. Was the perimeter sealed uh, at the time? Do we know that this is like a clue scenario where no one came in, into the mansion or left the mansion? Uh, so, you know gonna... what the answer is to the six year old? Yeah. You did. Right. <laughs> right? And so... go there with that. And then it's a learning about why they shouldn't kill people. So the, the actual answer is that clearly Sophia killed the, the person because she she screamed before the lights were on. How could she have known there was a dead body if the lights were off? Very good. Which, you know, I said, well, I don't know what <coughs> the jury is going to say about that, but uh, 
it's a it's it's a it's a for six-year-old logic skills that uh, I, I was impressed I think it's pretty good. The the other thing, be, because he didn't name the second person that came into the room and turned on the light, it, when he said, you know, who who killed the person? Well, I was like, well, you only gave me one name, so... Uh-huh. Uh, uh, so. A fatal error. Yeah. So did you punish him for making that mistake? He's been in his room ever since. What, what a couple days? Well, it was bedtime, so... Uh, but uh, that was... I thought that was a, a cute... Uh, yeah. I I would don't expect murder mysteries from my... Kindergartner, but, yeah, oh. but whatever. He heard that at school from a friend, or I, I don't know where it came from. Who are you talking to? Punish him until he tells you. Right, the the guy with all the knives on the corner, I think, might have been <laughs> the guy who has the uh, shovel in his backyard with right. numerous garden beds that seem to be all those mounds, helter skelter. Right, he he lets all the all the local boys come and jump on the mounds in his garden to try and lure him down, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I went dark again. You did. You? I don't know, man. You know the uh, commentator, the political commentator and writer, New York Times, David Brooks. Yes, I've heard of him. So I met I met him in the uh, in the Kalamazoo airport. Uh huh. We were the only two people at six thirty in the morning waiting for an early morning flight. Did and, you recognize uh, him, or did you say, "Hey, what's your name?" Him. Right. I said. Uh, I said. Uh, I said, hello, David. Uh, it's amazing to see you here, and I listen to you and follow your work all the time. It's good to see you. And I, you know, I, I said it in such a way that the conversation could have ended there. Right, which is, which is the appropriate way to approach a celebrity, is, yes. to just, is to say, you say your piece. It's like, it's like putting all the important information in the subject line of an email. Say, right. look, uh, hey, I love your work. Thanks for what you do. Right. You can walk away from me now if you'd like. Open it up or not, whatever, right. right. But he wanted to talk, so we had a very nice conversation for 10, 15 minutes before we boarded our, our plane. Um, and I asked him, well, it's a serious topic about why he didn't report on criminal justice. And he said, uh, uh, it's it's kind of complicated. No. And and I thought, you know, this, he, I, I don't know if he's an uh, economic, uh, economist. Right. Uh, I think that he is, uh, but he certainly is a droid uh uh, you know, commentator on economics, um, but for to hear him say that is like complicated. It's like, yeah, man. That's why it needs to be reported on. Uh huh. And uh, he just he said he toyed with it a little bit, and uh, I said, you, you know, you should look into it. And he said, well, is that what you do? And we talked about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. But uh, like a lot of celebrities, you know, you have a image of them, right? And because he's on TV, you know what he looks like, but you don't know how tall he is. Yes, height is, right? a, is, a, is a big surprise when you... Uh... He's a relatively short man. I mean, I'm six foot. He was probably, I don't know if he's listening. I mean, I'll give him an inch. He was 5'7". I mean, right. I don't know. And and you don't want to say, wow. You're, you're, really you're, you're a little, you're a little fella, aren't you? <laughs> Come here, you little cute little fella. Let me mess up your receding hairline. No. You know, you know, and, and guys that are short actually they don't they don't they don't want to talk about it. Right. You know, you know, you say, Whoa, Napoleon, what the fuck? You know, but I don't know. I liked him a lot and I like his commentary a lot. I've got a lot of respect for him. It's too bad he's so short. Who's the most famous person you've met? Um 
maybe take away politicians. Oh, well. Or, or find, use a politician. Because I was going to say uh, Jimmy Carter. Okay. Uh, um, and, you know, all sorts of governors and whatnot, but I wouldn't put them in, right. in that level of fame. Our dear listener, my father, uh, told me recently that uh, Jimmy Carter is really accessible as a you know former president that apparently you can you can go you can drive down to to georgia to his to where he lives and go to his sunday school class that he teaches every sunday and apparently there's you know a couple dozen people that do this just sort of as tourism every every sunday and you can go in and have a chat with him that he's just just that down to earth and uh he's remarkable and he's the best he's the best former president we've ever had he, he had a rough what a, time. What a backhanded compliment. Well, that is to say he had a rough presidency. He wasn't reelected. There's a reason for that. Right, exactly. It's a little unusual. Um, but, you know, he's a good man. He didn't strike the cord, the political cord that the, the public required. He was actually, as politics go, uh, completely too forthright. I'm not sure that the powder blue sweater was the best idea right. for the uh, fireplace uh, talk. And he's probably listening and saying it wasn't powder blue. That's so. Seventies fashion was a was a minefield for everyone. I would imagine. Not for me. I wore uh, elevated uh, burgundy and gray shoes. Uh-huh. I wore uh, high cuffed, uh, bell bottom, a madras, uh, hip hugger, pants, red, uh, like a Scottish red plaid with a belt with black belt with an oversized buckle mm-hmm. tight shirt with frills and french cuffs uh, and open it, open and a top hat a round uh bowler did your was your collar wider than your shoulders or uh well no it was balanced okay. about halfway okay about halfway and uh i would go to the clubs dancing like that mm-hmm. and uh i fit right in but the shoes were to die for. Not only were the heels elevated, but the soles were elevated. So they were, they made you a lot taller. Right. And, you know, you know, when you see women, particularly. There's a lot of short women that wear the, those these days. Very, yeah. very high. Mm-hmm. Well, you know how they walk? Well, imagine <laughs> having to dance with that chicken walk. You know, I'm not sure that it was all that, that high, but. Right. Uh, but yeah. But, but back it, it in, felt it, high. Well. <laughs> It felt teetering, right. actually. And uh, the drink, the drink I drank at the time, I'll remember the name of it in a minute. Uh, but it was uh, two shots, one of whiskey and one of schnapps. Healthy, and, yes. Uh, a stinger, no, yeah, a stinger, mm-hmm. a stinger. It was, it, it, and it was great. I mean, job, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember I uh, dressed in this strange outfit. Right. Right. With I don't know. You can imagine what I look like, but it was I mean, it's got to be I don't have any pictures. Thank God. But whatever. But sitting at the bar in this disco and because I had been, uh, 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 you know, uh, put into a sorrowful mood by a woman that mm-hmm. I was dating, that I lined up five stingers. Oh, shit. With straws. And. and, and and drank them, you know, sip, 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 five in a row. And and, and, and my, my my best friend and my roommate uh, came in knowing where he would find me. It was late, and he was worried. That's and that's not a good, if you especially on uh, 
on precarious heels. That's not oh, well. Well, you know. but, but here's the good news: when he found me, I was forehead to the bar, mm-hmm. and uh, several of the glasses were empty, but the last couple worked. Well, moderation. So, <laughs> well, apparently, apparently, forced moderation. Don't try this at home. That's a thing that that modern young people are going to have to deal with is that there are photos of them out partying uh, of all, you know, that they aren't going to go away. You're really pleased that there aren't any photos of you that night, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, God. But, but, oh God, yeah. but or, or that year. Right, exactly. Ashley. But you're, but the modern uh, youth is going to have those photos of, you know, findable yeah on the internet and yeah. it's gonna well, that's why the um the european union has has made some law where companies have to provide a way for you to delete your your history with them ah. uh to because there this is a common problem where right. you go into a job interview and there you know are, you right. give you you know you say my name is my name is Dennis and uh, I want to work here and they go and search your name on Facebook or Instagram or whatever and they find that Dennis par- Dennis parties a lot and is this you and naked what are in these the fountain right drinking uh, champagne and stingers dressed right. in high heeled right. boots uh-huh. and and you know that's bad enough maybe but the we don't pants right maybe we hire you maybe we don't want band. you for this accounting job or whatever so. That's that's a uh, right. an issue going forward. That well, hey, hey, to tie this up as we we, we we close down a little bit, we got to start closing down here. Here's the thing, that's why what you just said, that story is why we will make so much money with the Eric casing, because all those people need to do is crawl into your skin, and all that other stuff goes away, goes away. And all anyone has... They don't have to put on your disco clothes, too, right? Just, just my skin? No. Did you wear... Did you... You didn't dress that way, did you? No, or but how, now, now I kind of want to. <laughs> well, I must admit I kind of want you to. I, I would... I think that the next podcast, you should dress that way. And we can post the pictures. But I want to see you, particularly with the bowler... You know what I used to do? I used to take it off and I used to tap it on my head, back of the head, front of the head, bah, 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 like a like a machine gun, right? Because I saw that in uh, one of the old movies where someone was introduced when a man went a bowler and he tipped instead of tipping his hat, he shotgunned it or you know not shotgun, but yeah. uh, machine gun, yeah, bah, 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 in front of his head, in the back of his head. Are you with me on this? How cool that is! I could do that. I mean, that'd be pretty sexy to, like, a beetle or something, that waiting for vibrations to... Uh... <laughs> Gotta get those sweet, good vibrations are happening to me. That's it. That's it. There's. That's the song. Copyright it. Good vibrations. Good vibrations. S- sell it. Well, I mean, it, it, we goes to, it goes both to... Beatles and the, the, you know, that's what crickets do, which is uh, probably why Buddy Holly's band chose that name. So, because of I the vibration, 
fade out here with two things. One, hold, I, hold on, I've got another story. But, but go ahead. I, well, I'm not, but when we do fade out, when okay. we do fade out, Brian Wilson, good vibrations, turn the volume down, the sound of crickets, volume up, end. Yeah, see, I don't know how much of a song you can use before they Just send the lawyers right. after you. Just the right amount. Just the right amount. Uh, good vibration. Yeah. Or we could just yeah. do it do it a cappella, you and me hey, together. Good. You ready? <laughs> we remember we can't do this on time. But yeah, you go ahead. I'll uh, I'll join in. <laughs> no, well, okay. What what are the words? Oh gotta keep, gotta keep those good vibrations happening to you. Gotta keep those a good vibe. Vibrations are happening to you. Gotta keep those a good vibe. Vibrations. Mm-hmm. Nice. Ah. Good, good. I'm good. I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me excitations. Good, 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 good vibrations. There you go. La da da. That's in my that's... elation, excitation. Ah. All those good words that end in shun are. <laughs> well, so maybe when you remix, you can add a little harmony because you've been like, like dull as a post on the other side here. I mean, I'm doing this. Here I am. Put myself out there. I'm not. You know, by myself. Yeah. You were going to join in. You said, go ahead. You started. I'll, I'll join in. I was going to no. do some bebops or something, but I... I you it's, did it. It's, been, it's been a while since I've heard that particular version of the song that you were doing. <laughs> that version? Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's, it's my own version. Well, here you go. You so, had another anecdote. <laughs> Today, I my my six year old goes to a an extracurricular class called uh, multisport, and the idea is he learns various sports and gets sort of a sort of a sampler of all the different sports, you know, basketball, Wonderful. baseball, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's a great idea. Great. Uh, but a lot of the time, they spend, according to what he tells me, when I say, "Hey, what you do in multisport." Uh, a lot of it is just um, sort of organized playground games. And uh, today, because we're at the end of the semester, uh, there was a special uh, parent-child day of multisport. Uh, so I went with him to oh, multisport. And it the the teacher got there a little bit late, but, you know, whatever. And we, um, we all sat around in a circle. The, the circle being the center circle of, I guess, what is an indoor soccer uh, court. Uh, and, you know, we all, and, and the teacher said, okay, today we're going to do this and this and this. And, okay, everybody stand up. We're going to do stretches. And we all did our, some, some stretches, whatever stretches they normally do. And then we played uh, playground games. Uh, but these are playground games that aren't the playground games that I played, most of them, because they're from a different country. And, right, right. Uh, I, so you, you know, had to learn them. So when they said, all right, now we're going to play Avalanche, 
And I was like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> so, right. so I had. Which is you basically falling down on your child. Right. So. Nearly smothering him, but he yeah. escapes. But. I'm sure this the, the teacher explained a little bit, but then I could ask my son. I said, hey, uh, how do we play this? And uh, so Avalanche in particular was a. Um, three people are chosen to stand across what is basically the center line on what's. We'll say a basketball court to make it easier to uh, visualize. And all the other people, because there were like 10 other kids and 10 other mm, grown-ups, have to try and run from one side of the court to the other without getting tagged by the, by, by the people uh-huh. that are... But the people are, are locked onto the center line. You can't leave the center line. Uh, so, which So, you know, it's pretty easy to get by the first time, but then whoever got tagged is also added to the center line team. And so then it's even harder to get by and it gets harder and harder and harder and harder until basically, you know, you're locking arms, uh, forming an impassable place. But that was kind of cool. And then we got to play Duck, Duck, Goose, which is uh, always fun. But it was but you had to uh, the parent and the child had to be holding hands the whole time. So you'd you, you're sit, we're sitting around in a circle, and someone says someone says goose, and they hit you on the head, and you have to get up with your child and run around chasing the other parent and child that is trying to go run around and sit back in your spot. Uh, oh God! And there were I'm pretty sure my son actually left the floor part of the time when I was carrying him around, uh-huh. uh, you know, uh-huh. just with so the centrifugal force. But it was just an all around <laughs> good, wholesome time, and it occurred to me, you know, why don't why don't Adult gyms have uh, uh-huh. have have games. playground games yeah. where yeah. you're playing tag. Yeah, uh, listen, man. There is we can a make book. a lot of money here. There is, is a book say? of adult games, <laughs> and I'll have to remember the name of it. But um, when I was a counselor in a, a group home, we used this book of games when we turned over from the 48-hour staff who were in the runaway shelter working to the new 48-hour staff and the way that we – turned over the staffing was we played an adult game mm-hmm. and in that adult game during that game as part of our training we learned that, that we had a male and a female partner in this runaway shelter and um i would say let's say eric was my guy coming in mm-hmm. to replace me i would say to the kids individually and then in larger settings you know because i had a good relationship with him which was my goal during my 48 hours mm-hmm. to say what a great guy Eric is and how much I like him and how much we're alike and 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 I do that publicly and then I make sure that with the kid that mm-hmm. there's interaction with the three of us and then eventually over the hour and a half turnover right um You're Eric sp- is now having a conversation with the child without me right and you slowly back away and right, right. Mm-hmm. but this game book was fabulous fabulous and it included a game that was uh about a dragon, uh, and it was the dragon from, might have been the dragon from Tolkien mm-hmm. uh, books, but um, Smog. Yeah. That's... Smog the dragon is the name of it, so that's how you'll find it. But you get a big circle of people, and in the middle is you as the dragon, mm-hmm. and there's a handkerchief or a, a bright-colored right. scarf, and that's the diamonds, and the goal of the group is to snatch them, but if you tag them they freeze in place right which complicates the playing field right positive and negative in a different couple of ways Mm -hmm. and when the circle of people learns as wolves do to come in together so that it's not me and then you and whatever Mm -hmm. it gets very complicated but it's very physical right so you play it on the lawn and it's an example of, of of this 
you know what it's called? New Games. That's nice. the name of it. New Games. So we could, we could promote that. Yeah, it that, that's that's very cool. One of the one of the games we did was a modified tag where you uh, some person starts off as it, and whoever he tags has to hold his hand, and then the both of you are trying to tag other people, and eventually wow. you get this longer and longer chain. Wow! And cool. it was it was became very apparent. Uh, I was like the third person tagged uh, that when you've got three or four people in the in your chain. It's it's really important to to declare a singular target that you're going to go after because otherwise you're like trying break to stretch apart. and break and touch all these other you know you see people and you're focusing on one on another right. person that's running by so we 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 said all right we're gonna we're now we're gonna go get that person and this was right. a this was a um, the way they did it was it was the grownups against the grownups and the kids against the kids so ah, uh, interesting so but eventually we had this this chain of like six people that we could sort of you know wrap around like a fishing net around to our <laughs> and, and capture them. That's funny. But That's it was, funny. it's, it's such a, it's, yeah. it's not a thing that we normally do or think about of right. uh, that sort of game theory, of right. physical, physicality right. as, as, as adults. Right. And the it body, was, grow the mind, right? I mean, it's, it, it was, it, it was so cool. So now you have shared experiences, yeah. which is the basis of, of longer lasting relationships rather than introductions and that, and, you know, you right. know, dinner parties, but, but, you know, and, and so the, the physical nature of it is in itself a binding influence because of the competitive nature right. and, and, and the collaboration that's required as a team sport, all of these. So this new games, let's let's publicize this, but the name of the game I described is called Smog's Jewels. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we when when we're together with our gang, let's play it on the beach. All right. Now it's, I got to go. Okay. So fade to Brian Wilson. Vendor crickets. Vibrations. Gotta keep those a good vibrations are happening to the Gotta keep cheap 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 vibrations cheap cheap happening to cheap 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 Alright If you've enjoyed what you just heard, you can support us by telling a friend or sharing us on social media. Monthly donations to help us pay for hosting and editing can be provided at patreon.com slash happy hour. That's all one word, happy hour. All our episodes, including show notes for each episode, are available on our website, happyhour.fm. You can tweet at us at happyhour.fm. That's with a dot spelled out, happyhour, D-O-T-F-M. Or we can receive email at the same name, happyhour, D-O-T-F-M, at gmail.com. It would also be great if you could give us a positive rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That really helps other people find us. See you next week.